Please turn your Bibles to Colossians chapter 1. Colossians chapter 1. The Apostle Paul is writing here. I want to read verse 16. Then we'll go to Revelations chapter 4 and verse 11 for the people in the back. Beginning in Colossians chapter 1 and verse 16. The Apostle Paul says, for by him, this is talking about Jesus Christ, were all things created that are in heaven, that are in earth, visible and invisible, whether they be thrones or dominions or principalities or powers, all things were created by him and for him. I really need you to see that. I know some version says, all things were created through him. But when you read the first part of the verse at the beginning, it says all things were created by him. And so that's why I like the King James Version. It keeps to that theme and, and repeats it. And I think that's so important. So notice, not, not only were all things created by him, by God, but more importantly, they were created for him. Let's go to Revelation chapter 4. Revelation chapter 4, I want to read verse 11 from the New King James, but I want to add something that the King James in the New Living Translation puts in. It says there, you are worthy, O Lord. This is, remember the Apostle John wrote this. He says, you are worthy, O Lord, to receive glory and honor and power, for you created all things. This is angelic beings worshiping God, by the way. And it says, listen to this, by your will, and the other translation says, for your pleasure, they exist and were created. We really need to stop and think about that. By your will and for your pleasure, they exist and were created. Now, this reveals something extremely important and significant. And that is the fact that God created everything for his pleasure. All right, now follow me, please. I'm leading up to something that I think will bless you tremendously. One more scripture. <laughs> Ephesians chapter 1. Before I introduce this series. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> Ephesians chapter 1. Because I don't think you're going to believe me. So I'm giving you scripture first. <laughs> Okay, Ephesians chapter 1, <laughs> I want to read in verses 3 through 6 in the New King James, just to get you all going in the right direction, but then I want to read, you, read it from the New Living Translation, verses 4 and 5, because that really captures something, but I know sometimes when we read from other versions, you go, where is that in my Bible? So let's find that first, and then I'll tell you what else is there. All right, Ephesians chapter 1 and verse 3. Uh, the Apostle Paul is writing, he says, Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us with every spiritual blessing in heavenly places in Christ. Well, you know, we could stop and preach on that for a long time. Every spiritual blessing. We'll have to talk about every spiritual blessing there exists. And then talk about it's all yours. Okay, anyway. Not today, but... All right, verse 4. <laughs> Just as he chose us, I really want you to see the, those words. He chose us. 
All right, just as he chose us in him, that is in Christ, before the foundation of the world, which means you had no choice in that part. Follow, follow me. That we would be holy and without blame before him in love. I'll explain that to you more in a minute. Having predestined us to adoption as sons by Jesus Christ to himself, according to the good pleasure of his will, verse 6, to the praise of the glory of his grace, by which he has made us accepted in the beloved. Now, there's so much there, but let me just, we'll talk about this, okay? Let's go back to verses 4 and 5 in the New Living Translation. And I want you to listen very carefully, because this brings something out that is incredible. It says, long ago, even before he made the world, God loved us. Did you hear those words? God loved us. Before he made anything, he loved us. You know, the way I picture this is God sitting there and he's thinking about, you know, I am love. You know, God is love. Okay. And I want to create something. Why would love create anything? To love. He, he's just got love, you know? I need something to love. <laughs> okay? Think, whoa, this is so important you get this. Because so many people have preached so many things that are not this. People preach that we are just pawns in this game that the gods play. Some live, some die tough. Are you all with me? Wait, 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 wait. That's not how this works. That's not what this tells us. This says long time ago, even before he made the world, God loved us and chose us in Christ to be holy and without fault in his eyes. He didn't choose us to have problems. He didn't say, oh, I got to persecute somebody. Let's make somebody to persecute and test and try and, you know, see how much they love me. Follow? Verse 5, his unchanging plan, unchanging plan, it has never changed, has always been to adopt us into his own family by bringing us to himself through Christ Jesus, and this gave him great pleasure. All things were created for him, by him, and for him, and for his pleasure. And what brings him pleasure? Loving us. Please get this. So what's the title of this series? God's love. Okay. It's God's love. We are going to be talking about God's love from a perspective that I believe you've never seen before. I believe that this is going to heal hurts. It is going to heal minds. It's going to heal emotions. It's going to heal all kinds of things. Because up to now, we've been told that we were created to do something. I'm telling you today that you were created to receive something. You were created by love to be loved. That was, that was the very first thing. And when you are loved, then you can love. Yeah. 
But if you don't believe you are loved, you won't love anyone. Or it's very difficult. You can only do what is in you to do. And one thing that I've learned is if you give love and show love, then that individual will begin to do the same thing to others. Because, you know, especially I see this with kids and especially my kids. You know, I see, you know, I know some people said, well, you're spoiling them. No, I smack them. They do the wrong thing. They know. There's no negotiation in it either. No, I, you know, I, I got to tell you this, okay? I want to, uh, because people say, oh, you're just spoiling them. I don't. Spo spoiling is when you let a kid get away with something that they shouldn't get away with. When they do something they shouldn't do. But spoiling isn't you lavishing your love on them and blessing them every which way that you can. Get this, please get this. <laughs> and, I, you know, I, I'm just going to use Sarah. I could use Daniel as well. But I'm just going to use Sarah for the moment. But, you know, she, I, I see in her the love that I've put in there, and Emily, of, of course, as well, is now coming out. And it's looking to love. And it's looking to bless. And she puts me to shame. <laughs> no, I'm, see, I'm not telling you, man. And shouldn't that be the way it is? Shouldn't our kids go beyond us? I guess we're doing something wrong, you know? I, I'm not upset. I'm thrilled. I learned from her. Amen. Okay, so back to this. I need... Uh, <laughs> over the next several weeks, and I don't know how long, because I don't know how much God needs to get across to you. Okay? We are going to be talking about God's love. We are going to be talking about the fact that he loves us in ways that we still haven't figured out yet. And that anything and everything that comes against that, you need to stand up against and rebuke in the name of Jesus. Do you hear me? Because it is only when you become established in love will you begin to walk in the power of God. See, we didn't get that. We missed that point. We're saying, where's the power? We should be saying, where's the love? If you find the love, the power will be there. You need to get this. Okay, well, I'll, I'll, get, I'll give you scriptures. Don't believe anything I say. I don't, it doesn't matter. Just wait, I'll give you, you have to believe the scripture, but. Okay, <laughs> so. <laughs> so I want to look at several key things that will help us understand why we are here, what we were meant to be doing, and among other things, what God's perfect will, plan, and purpose for us was. Hey, are you interested? I'm interested. You know, I want to know this. <laughs> this is for me, okay? All right, okay. So let's begin with the very first thing. Why are we here? The answer is, according to the scriptures we read, we are here for God's pleasure. And what gives pleasure to God, who is love? To have someone to love. So get this. The primary purpose for our creation was not so we could serve God, <gasps> praise Him, <gasps> and even love Him. I can't do it again. I'm going to cough. Which, listen to me, is extremely important and even vital to our life. But that's not what we were created for. We were created for Him to love us. 
We have to get that. See, all the rest will flow out of that. But if you try to force that out, it's trying to like trying to make a kid love you when you don't do anything to help that along. Are you, are you all with me? All right. I'm talking about kids and parents because God's our father. We are his children. Amen? Okay. So that's the reason the Apostle Paul goes on to say, let's go to Ephesians chapter 2 now. I still haven't got to my commentaries and all the rich things that will bring you. I'm giving you scriptures, okay? Ephesians chapter 2. I want you to listen out for love from now on. Listen out for it. Everywhere you read, look for it. Because it'll be in there somewhere. Okay? <laughs> Ephesians chapter 2, beginning in verse 4. I'm reading from the New King James Version. It says, but God, who is rich in mercy, not judgment, not he's upset all the time, and he gets up with a lemon in his mouth and wants to test somebody today? This is so important you get this. God who is rich in what? Mercy. When do you ask for mercy? When you've done a bad thing. And you know you should be punished. And what's the word that comes out of your mouth? Mercy. That's what mercy is. It's like, don't hit me. <laughs> I know I deserve it, but don't. Mercy. Please get this, because this is the problem we have. We go to God feeling like, you know, thinking that he's got a big stick, he's waiting us to make the smallest mistake, and then wham! And you go, what the? I didn't know I did something wrong. Well, you, you should have. That's not God. You know what? You do something really naughty. You're waiting for the lightning bolt to hit. You're waiting for the rock to fall from the sky. It doesn't. You know why? God's waiting for you to repent. Because the cross, he's wanting to be merciful. That's why the Apostle John says, if we acknowledge, if we confess, the word is acknowledge, because he already knows. If we acknowledge our sin, then he is faithful and just. You know why? Because he can't wait to forgive you. He's faithful and just to forgive you of all your sins. You don't have to twist his arm. That's who he is. Cleanse you from all unrighteousness. And return you back to a place of absolute perfection before him. Because that's what he wanted. Remember what we read? That, he, that we should be, remember he says, uh, that we should be without fault in his eyes. He loved us so much. He created us to be that way. So that he could just love us without any restrictions whatsoever. Are you getting this? Okay. See, this is the last revelation. This is it. This is going to bring him back. If we get this, we'll start to do, you will see where I'm leading, you know, leading to with all of this. Oh, that's not good. That's not good English. Sorry. I have to edit that. I'll just leave it because I just confessed to it. All right. So <laughs> I'm sorry. I've got so much in here. I'm having trouble bringing it out. That's what all of this is leading to. It's leading to what we were created for. We were created to be loved, but we were created for something. He said, let's do this. And we're going to talk about that in just a minute. Let's just get there. Hurry up, Roche. All right, so back to this, Ephesians 4. But watch, he says, but God who is rich in mercy, because of his great love with which he loved us. Do you see those words? Don't go past that. Don't read past that. Pause. I want you to put your name in there. 
because of his great love with which he loved Roche, with which he loved Nicole, with which he loved Chrissy, with which he loved Verity, with which he loved Lionel. That his great love with which he loved you. Stop there. Why do we read past that? You know, because we want to get to the next bit. Why? That's a good bit to pause on. <laughs> okay? So he says here, who, God who is rich in mercy because of his great love with which he loved us. If we get that revelation, we're good. All right? Verse 5. Even when we were dead in trespasses. Now, this isn't when we were perfect. This is when we were messing up. And he's, this is so important. Made us alive together with Christ. By grace you've been saved. Verse 6. And raised us up together. Why? Because of his great love. Are you getting this? And raised us up together and made us sit together. We didn't have a choice. Oh, I don't deserve to sit. No, you're, being, you're sitting. <laughs> get this. You really need to get this. That's where the power is. The devil says, you don't deserve that. I know, but he made me. Hello, hello. I am happy. Uh, you can be happy by yourself. I'm happy over here. All right. <laughs> he not only raised you up so that you wouldn't be under the devil's feet. Get this? Because of his great love, he raised you up, made you sit in heavenly places. This is, this is huge. In Christ Jesus, that in the ages to come, he, what, what, why, why? That he might show the exceeding riches of his grace. In his kindness towards us in Christ Jesus. He want to show off all the good stuff he's got. He's going, you think this is good? Watch this. And we'll go. Ah. <laughs> Give him a week to settle down. I'll show him something else next week. <laughs> I mean, this is God. This is beyond what we can ask or think. You getting this? Now. <laughs> In other words, the primary purpose for our creation was so God would have someone that he could lavish his love upon and give them everything he had. He wanted a family. That's why the Apostle John says in 1 John chapter 3, the first part of verses 1 and 2, please hear his words. This is the guy nobody could kill, okay? He says, behold, what manner of love the Father has bestowed on us. See, love again. He's going, what kind of love is this? That we should be called the children of God. Jump down to verse 2. He says, beloved, now we are children of God. He's going, this came because of God's love. We didn't, you know, we didn't petition God. And we didn't, you know, <laughs> walk around, we know, with a little, and go, we want to get in. We want to get in. <laughs> okay? No, it wasn't any of that stuff. It was God who said, I want you in. Hallelujah. If you get that revelation, then you'll begin to understand why it has been, why Jesus said, it is the thief that is coming to steal, kill, and destroy in your life. He said, I have come to give you life. And not just life, but life more abundantly. Are you with me? Do you know why? Because God is love. And love wants to give everything. God wants you in the family so you're protected. You're part of the family now. You messed with one of those. And yeah, they'll find you a piece here and a piece there. 
he says to the devil, don't, don't touch my anointed. Don't touch him. What do we do? Oh, God, where are you? I think I'm going to die. What can he do with that? By your words, you'll be justified. By your words, you'll be condemned. Shut up. Proverbs 18, 21, death and life in the power of your tongue. What are we saying? Back to this. The significance of all of this. Now, the Apostle John brings out the fact that we are God's children. Amen? What's the significance in what I just said to you with regard to, you know, God wanting to lavish his love upon all of us, give us everything he had. Let's go to Romans chapter 8. We're stringing this together. Romans chapter 8. I want the New Living Translation, please. Verse 17. I want the first part of it. We'll, we'll share on the second part some other time. Right now, all you need is the first part. Okay? Everybody want to read the second part now? I, I told you don't. Anyway, all right. So, <laughs> Romans eight seventeen. the first part, it says, and since we are his children. Now, remember the apostle John said, behold, now we are the children of God. Okay? You're a child of God. Since we are his children, we will share his treasures for everything God gives to his son, Christ, is ours too. Hallelujah. Do you see that? He wants to love us and give us everything. That's why he says love one another. That's why he says take dominion. That's why he's going to ask things of us later on, but only after we have been loved. Do you hear me? You can't do this if you don't know you're loved. Don't do it. Because, you know, it, it's going to come from a place that is not good. Let me keep going. Well, I'm not there yet. All right. <laughs> I've said here, we were created to be loved by God and blessed in ways that go beyond our comprehension. The Apostle John brings out this uh, brings this out best when he says in first John chapter 4 verse 19 he says we love him because he first loved us see now do you understand this do you understand what it means that he first loved us that he created us out of love that he created us to love that's why we love because he first loved us he thought about us amen this is such a powerful statement. And it was actually a reiteration of something that the Apostle John had said a few verses before. So go back to verse 10. 1 John chapter 4 and verse 10. I'm giving you a lot of scripture today because I need you to see all of this, okay? 1 John chapter 4 verse 10. I'm reading from the New King James Version. It says, in this is love. We will look at this in detail later, all right? It's, he says, in this is love. This is what real love is, okay? Not that we loved God, but that he loved us and sent his, uh, his son to be the propitiation for our sin, the payment for it, okay? So I want you to know this. He says, this is love. Not that we loved God. See, isn't it always, you know, in the other religions, it's like you have to love God? And that, that creeped into Christianity, 
You know what Christianity is all about? God loves you. Isn't that what we say when we're evangelizing? How come we change after you get saved? What happened? Oh, he loves you until you get in. And then, bless God, he better pay dues. You got to love him. You got to praise him. You got to do all these things. What happened to he loved me? I came in because I thought he loved me. Now I got to do all this stuff. See, because it's forced, it's wrong. Because God loves what? A cheerful giver. One that gives out of the overflow. One that blesses out of the overflow in their life. And one that has experienced the love of God to such a degree that they can't help but love everything around them. Are you all with me? Okay, okay. <clears throat> Ephesians chapter 3. Let's go there next. Is this blessing you? I hope this is blessing you. It's blessing me, you know. So I'm hoping you're getting blessed too. <laughs> All right. <laughs> I want to look at something of great significance here that comes as a result of God's love for us. This, this is, hallelujah. <clears throat> I'm going to read from the New King James Version. Then I'm going to add a scripture to it. Then I'm going to read from the New Living Translation to show you that it all works, okay? All right, Ephesians chapter 3, I want to start in verse 17. It says that Christ might, may dwell in your hearts through faith that you, being rooted and grounded in love, may be able to comprehend with all the saints what is the width and length and depth and height to know the love of Christ. Oh, we have to look at that, all right? <laughs> right now. Which passes knowledge. I mean, it's, his love just goes beyond what we can even comprehend in our little brain. It's just beyond it, okay? That you may be filled with all the fullness of God. See, now there's the key again. Do you notice that you got to get that love before you get the fullness? Notice that he says uh, that you may be filled with all the fullness of God. You don't get that, you don't get filled with this kind of, well, talk about what this is. Because this is the question that is being asked right now. Where's the power? Where's the power? What happened to the power in the body? I don't know. I'm, I'm asking. All right. <laughs> now, a part of God's fullness is brought out in Ephesians 6.10, where the Apostle Paul says, Finally, my brethren, be strong in what? In the Lord and the power of His might. All right. So we're meant to be strong in God's might. This is also the reason why Jesus said to His disciples in Acts chapter 1, verse 8, He said, But you shall receive power. This is Acts 1.8, so I'm going from Ephesians 6.10 to Acts 1.8. Sorry, guys, in the back. Ephesians 6.10, now I'm in Acts 1.8. But he says, you shall receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you, and you shall be witnesses to me in Jerusalem and in all Judea and Samaria and to the end of the earth. So I want you to notice something here. He says, don't go do anything until you get the power. Are you all here? So what is it that opens the door to the power? Well, brother, you got to go hang in the upper room and you got to wait. <laughs> no, there's something else. And I want to show this to you. Let's go back to Ephesians 3.19, this time from the New Living Translation. Because it says something there and I wanted to substantiate what it says there. 
because it did a great job of putting something in there that nobody else picked up on. Isn't that something? The New Living Translation picked up on it. So let me just read this to you. Ephesians chapter 3, verse 19, and listen carefully. He says, may you experience, not know about. Do you know the difference between knowing and experiencing something? Okay, you can know something in your head, but boy, when you experience it. There's a difference. Experience is something. It's you've been through it. You have insight into it. Are you all here? You've immersed yourself in it. Knowing up here and knowing in here are two different things. In your head and in your heart are two different things. What we need to know is in the heart. That's what we need to know. That's called revelation knowledge. Oh, hallelujah. That's where power comes from. Now listen, okay. So he says, may you experience, we'll stop here. I've got so much more to say, but we'll do this. We'll stop here today. He says, may you experience the love of Christ, though it is so great that you will never fully understand it. Now, we need to stop there. He's saying the love of Christ, this, remember Christ is God, okay? The love of God, the love of Christ is so incredible that you're not going to understand this. But there are some things that your heart can manage that your head can't. That's why Jesus said, if you believe with your heart, not your head, because he knew that's not going to work. Because your head will go, I don't know how that's going to work. Because geologically, you know what? Just shut all that off. He says, if you believe in your heart, you say to this mountain, it will move. If you believe in your heart and say to this sycamine tree, to, to get into the ocean, it'll do it. While all the botanists and the geologists are going, oh, that's impossible, the mountain will be moving. And the tree will take, be taking a walk into the ocean. Hello. No, you know, <laughs> See, people haven't seen stuff, man. And we're trying to evangelize the world by talking them to death. Instead of just showing him something. And they go, how'd you do that? Him, him. The only access to him is Jesus Christ. Want to know him? How to get multitudes saved in just a moment. <laughs> you know, you know, forget the arguments. There it is. So that's what I'm trying to get us to, okay? Let's get there. All right. <clears throat> Listen, he says, May you experience the love of Christ, though it is so great that you will never fully understand it. Listen, then... You will be filled with the fullness of life and power that comes from God. Oh, did you get that? Oh, tell, oh, you missed it. Let's go back, shall we? Back to, no, no. Please listen, listen. This is, get this and you can shut down, all right? Just hang in for another second. Listen, he says, when, when, once you experience the love of Christ... And he said, it's so great. It's beyond your mind, but you can experience it in here, okay? He said, when you experience the love of Christ, he says, then you will be filled. Say the word filled. Okay, this is not half full. It's filled, okay? Filled with the fullness of what? Life and power. Ooh, you getting this? The fullness, you'll be filled with the fullness of life and power that comes from God. Ooh, hallelujah. That's what we need. The life and the power that comes from God operating on the inside of us. This is how you get it. You need to understand and experience God's love. 
If you don't understand and experience in your heart, okay? I'm not saying in your head, in your heart, because he told you it's beyond your head, all right? If you don't experience and understand in your heart the love of God, you will never experience the fullness of his life and his power. But when you do, this is the result. Hallelujah. So when we're praying for people, let me just pause. It isn't about, oh, dear Jesus, I hope I have the faith to get this person healed. I hope they have the faith. I hope their faith isn't getting in the way of my faith. <laughs> you know, you know, come on now. You know, we're just going down this road. Can we, can we switch that? I know I'm going to be switching it from now on. Can we switch it to God? <laughs> you love him so much. You can't wait to just dump on them all the love and all the healing and everything that they need. I'm a conduit. Use me. Do your thing, God. (laughs) I mean, that's it. But we won't ever get to that unless we know that God just loves us so much. And we know that if he loves us, God so loved the world. That's how he loves them. That's why they will be healed. Now, there are people that have issues with faith and all the rest of it. Jesus had that same problem. In his own hometown, he could do no mighty works except heal a few sick folk because they had the, yeah, we know you. You're the little snot-nosed kid that were running around playing stickball with us. How dare you say you're God? (laughs) Forget it. What can you do with that? Not much. But to all who received him, Oh, hallelujah. Amen. Amen. All right. There is a tremendous truth here that must not be missed. That the life and power of God, also described as all the fullness of God, only comes after you have personally experienced the incomprehensible love of Christ and by extension, the love of God, since Christ is God. In fact, without this revelation, you will never fully understand or walk in the fullness of what the Apostle Paul said in Romans 8.37. I will finish with this. Yet in all these things, we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. There it is again. Even you being more than a conqueror is through him who loved you. Are you getting this? It all comes back to love. Do you know that you are loved? I, I don't want you to think about, you know, I got to love this person. I got to do this and I got to do that. And I, you know, I, I got to please God. You know, the thing that will please God the most right now is just for you to allow him to love you unconditionally. Did you hear me? Without any, oh, yes, but God, I, shh. If you did something wrong, 1 John 1, 9, get rid of it straight away. Because he just wants to love you. And in that love is healing. In that love is provision. In that love is strength. In that love is peace. In that love is joy. And the list goes on and on. We are going to talk about 1 Corinthians chapter 13, what love is. Because that's who God is. And you need to see God in the light of 1 Corinthians 13, 4 through 7. Understand why love never fails. Because God never fails. Amen? Let's have every head bowed, every eye closed. Father, we thank you today for your word. 
And we just thank you, Father, for this wonderful series that you have brought to us. And Father, I thank you that as we progress through this series, we are going to experience your love more and more and understand why maybe it has been difficult for us to do so many things because we've tried to do it with no love inside of us, no experience of your love. It has been a whole lot of rules, regulations, do's, don'ts. It hasn't come from the overflow. We've tried to force things out of ourselves because we were told that you expect these things. And what you always wanted to do from the very, very beginning was just to love us. And as we are loved by you, and as we overflow with that love, only then, Lord, would you lead us to share that with others in various ways, whether it's love, life, power, whatever it is. Hallelujah. That all of our prayers will not come from religion, but relationship. Hallelujah. And we'll believe and receive without any trouble whatsoever because we know how much you love us and how much you want to do for us and through us. In Jesus' name. Amen.